Just as the school day was ending, the shooting started. It began as an ordinary school day, and it was almost over when gunfire erupted this afternoon. This deadly mass shooting happened in Parkland, Florida, at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. If you're just joining us, there's been a shooting at a school in Santa Fe, Texas. It's outside of Galveston. Eight people have been killed. Undetermined number of people have been injured. A situation yet again, a school shooting uh, in America in which it would appear at this early juncture that children have yet again been targeted in some capacity. Two students were hit, shot by this gunman. The gunman also hit as the school resource officer at that school returned fire. All three said to be in critical condition. Coming out with one injured person, he's shot. He had fired 10 or 12 shots in that room before he left. It's been happening everywhere. I felt, I've always kind of felt like eventually it was going to happen here too. For like 30 minutes, we were just like praying and crying and and then the police came and we just got out. For Generation Lockdown, the question is no longer if it could happen, as much as when it will. How is today's climate of school tragedies affecting students? Do they want tighter laws and policies for their school? Do they think adults are doing all they can to protect them? Do students feel safe walking onto their school campus? Today, we are going to explore inside the minds of students and hear straight from their mouths their thoughts about the climate of schools. I'm Jeff Eckert. I'm Jason Brewer. And this is The Thought Factory. The Thought Factory podcast is brought to you by Never the Same, cultivating students through biblical discipleship and spiritual disciplines using theology, community, and technology. Learn more at neverthesame.org. Hey, glad to have you with us today on The Thought Factory, and uh, we've talked about this in the last couple episodes, but we've got a free download for you where we get a lot of the information for our podcast. It's called the 2018 Adolescence in the Church Trend Report. We want to encourage you right now, as you're listening or whenever, go to neverthesame.org slash podcast, and you can get that digital copy of this 20-page trend report, which gives really interesting insights into what students are saying, and again, we use a lot of that information for this podcast. If you have been following us this entire season, so the last three episodes, you've noticed something that we've added this season is the bonus segment at the end of the episode. If you want to continue to hear some things that are going on with us, you can finish listening after we provide you with all that update. So just when you think it's over, it's not over. So stick with us. We hope you do for that bonus segment. Last episode is also the number one question students are asking about prayer. So if you are interested about what their thoughts are on prayer and understanding prayer, check that episode out. And as you know, today we're talking about this idea of politicizing schools and hearing from students and their view. The next episode we're talking about politicizing schools, but we're going to look at it from an adult's perspective. So we hope you join us for our next episode. So we're going to dig into the numbers today of what students are saying about feeling safe at school, where the direction of the country is going necessarily do Is there enough laws in place for us as a country to protect students in schools and their thoughts on gun control? What will be insightful today is we're going to hear directly from students from some interviews that I did this summer and hear what their thoughts are, what they're saying when it comes to some of these issues and how they're feeling. But we did our own research, as you know, which we base a lot of our content on, and we asked students how they feel 
about what we're doing in our country to protect them in schools. And here's what they had to say, that 88% said they feel that we could do more in our country to protect students in school. That's a huge percentage. 88%. That's obviously a significant number. In regards to not only protecting students in school, it, it comes under the topic of gun control. So we asked the question, what are your thoughts on gun control in regards to the school campus? Some of the answers were, I think teachers should carry guns. I think we should have better security in our schools. I think there should be stronger gun laws, or they just don't have any thoughts on it at all, which if students are answering our questions, sometimes they just don't know what to answer. But this topic of gun control is obviously a hot topic and students have thoughts about it. You'll hear their thoughts, but the top answer that they gave was, I think we should have better security in our schools at 48%. Now, what was key to this stat was the fact that adults answered the same question thinking what the students said, 47%. It was a near identical number. The adults thought that there has to be better security in their schools. Yeah, in the research that we do, we ask students what they think, and then we ask their adult leaders of these same students to predict how their students might answer. And on this one, they, like you said, Jason, they were right on. It was almost down to the exact number, which is pretty phenomenal. When you think about out of thousands of students and hundreds of adults that are involved in this research, 47% are saying we should have better security. 13% of students, almost 14, they think that teachers should carry guns. 23% Think that there should be stronger gun laws. So we have a little bit all over the map on as far as what students are saying, but overwhelmingly their concern is better security. What can we be doing as adults to provide the security for them? So let's let's just go right now and hear from some students in these interviews that we did this summer. So what are your thoughts on gun control in regards to the school campus? Right after one of the school shootings, someone came on our school with what appeared to be an assault rifle. We didn't really know what, but we were slammed into a lockdown. And it turned out the guy just had like a paintball gun. But what if it was a real gun? Would the teachers who did have permits to have guns on them, would they have opened fire on him? I, teachers should be able to do that. They should be able to have guns on them. It should be locked away for only them to use because we don't want students to get a hold of it. That's just a bad idea but I believe that there is teachers who do have guns in schools. They should be able to use them to protect us. That's their job. Honestly, I think only the security team should have the guns and the ex-military, including our JROTC instructors. I agree with them. I don't think, the last thing we want to do is give guns to teachers. Like, we can't fix the problem with more and more guns. It should be like the people that are highly trained for this. Like, we should just, just better security. That's all we basically need to um, control this whole school shooting thing. I guess, like, metal detectors and stuff. That's like, as far as we can go, I don't think, I think that's the most we can do. I agree with both of them. I think that the security team should be able to carry guns, but I think that the security teams at schools need to be better. Because at my old school in South Carolina, even at my middle school, they would do these random picks, and for bus riders and car riders, they would have a metal detector and a, a random bag check. And before kids came in in the morning, they would pick a number. And they'd count that number, and whoever landed on that number, they would get checked. And it, I, I think it just helped, because it was just a way to keep it, like, illegal activity down in the schools and anything that we weren't supposed to have. 
think in order for that to work, you need a security at each entrance because not all students enter from the front. Yeah. You have to consider that. People thought that teachers should have guns. And what? At my school, there is a huge race issue. Like, it's a predominantly black school, but we have a bunch of white teachers and they are pretty racist. So then, and I feel like if they were to get guns, then as soon as like a kid started acting up, he'd get shot. So what these student interviews do is bring life to the numbers that we've already shared with you. The students believe that there needs to be better things happening to protect them on their school campus across the board. Something has to happen. And that, that just is revealed in our question with 88% says yes. I feel that there is more that we could do as a country to better protect students on, on the school campus. What that looks like, it falls on the, the shoulders of the security guards or people in place to, to provide security for their school. Not necessarily arming teachers, but basically providing that security, providing resources to the security. We may not even really know exactly, but that's the feeling that the students are giving. So there's a diversity of opinion among students. Obviously there is amongst adults. And in our cultural conversation right now, there's so many different ideas that some can be really polarizing floating around out there. But I think all students are saying to us one way or another that security needs to be better, but there are also some of us are saying it's a complex issue because each campus is different. And then you get into what a campus actually is, how it's physically laid out, which is adds more complexities to it. I feel like after hearing the students and even talking and doing these interviews with them, that there's something that we need to do to help them feel safer. And I don't even exactly know what that is, but I feel like they tend to feel, in my opinion, from doing the interviews and even talking off the record with them, they feel a little bit out there, like adults aren't going the full measure of what we can do to show them that we really can. We're really trying to protect them at their schools. In the next segment, we are going to take a look beyond just the policies in place, but how it makes them feel and how it impacts them specifically. Now, would you guys say that the recent shootings, have they impacted your school very much, like as far as, and let's not talk about policy for a minute. I want to talk about just student behavior or awareness, like, do you feel that's made an impact in your school, these recent shootings? I definitely think it made an impact because all these students are paranoid because Great Mills is only 15 minutes away from my school. And like even even her middle school, when she was in that middle school, they had a lockdown, we didn't, when Great Mills had that shooting. I guess like it's made some people become scared because like after the shooting in Florida, my school had a lockdown. And also, later, months later, a student was found with a gun. That's like when I came to that realization that a school shooting can happen at any high school. So it affects me because I'm not friends with a whole bunch of people at our school. So if we were to have a shooting, I feel like I would be dead. But, um, and because we've had threats that like someone was going to shoot up our school. So it affects the school because they don't want a shooting. Now, as we're doing these interviews, I had one interesting comment that really went off on a rabbit trail as I was interviewing these students. And as you can imagine, you never know what's going to come out of the mouths of students, especially middle schoolers. So here's the comment. I don't think our school is ready at all. I mean, we know the drills, we know where to go, but we are loud. There's this kid, he 
farts all the time during oh. drills. Oh. We're gonna die. We would die. So that was kind of an interesting out of the blue comment there from uh, these students. Yeah, it, of course, anything could harm these students on school campus. And I guess flatulence is one of their concerns. She seemed to be very uh, serious about that, too. Very serious. And what I not even joking. what I appreciated was the empathy from the other students in that interview. They were very empathetic of her having to go through the farts of another kid. Yeah. During the drills. So. You know, there's a little levity here. We're not we're not trying to, you know, make light of the whole situation. But again, you just never know what you're going to really get when you interview students. So that that was I've never really had that mentioned to me before when it comes to school safety. But Jason, you also found some research from a um, survey called Youth Truth. Yes, Youth Truth Student Survey surveyed over 35,000 students, fifth grade through 12th grade in eight states, showing about two thirds of students feel safe in their classrooms while a smaller percentage, 59%, say they feel safe at their schools in general. Now, this researcher showed that victims of bullying are more likely to carry weapons to school when they experience additional risk factors, such as fighting, being injured or threatened, or skipping school because they are afraid for their safety. So I find it fascinating that this stat is kind of showing that even though the topic of gun control and school safety is, is hot, students are still feeling pretty safe. Two-thirds feel safe in their classrooms. 59% feel safe at their schools in general. So even though this is a topic of do they feel safe? Do they not? What are they feeling? Well, this stat kind of shows out of 35,000 that got surveyed, they're relatively feeling safe. I think what I picked up in the interviews themselves was that students generally felt safe until it hit close to home. In some of the interviews, yeah. Students mentioned that schools in their geographical vicinity had had some kind of incidents or shootings or or emergencies, and that's when I think it started at home. So I think in general, it's probably like most of us where we don't really feel it emotionally until it happens to us or someone that we know. Yeah, they can't visualize that happening at their school until they hear about it in a news report where it's a mile down the road or less than five minutes away where they go, that happened there, so now they can visualize what it's like at their own school. And one of our questions that we asked in our research was how students felt about the future of our country. We wanted to get their emotional response to when they think about the future. And what we found was that 43% uh, said they were worried about the future and uh, another 17% said that they were fearful. So 60%, two out of three, are saying that they feel worried or fearful about the future of the country. In comparison to 28% are hopeful and excited. So you have a glass is half empty versus glass is half full mentality in these responses that they are seeing it a little bit more dire, 60% versus hopeful with 28%. And we know from working with students what we do with Claim Your Campus, we're very interested in what's happening at the school. We're very interested in what students are feeling there and what their experiences there. 50% of their waking hours during the school year is on the school campus. And this is where they live. It's where their world is. It's where their culture is. It's where their relationships for most of their life are really based around. So how they're feeling, a lot of it, the future of the country, I know is coming from the fact that they're immersed on their school campus. And when they're not feeling safe, when they're concerned, when they're actually thinking about greater security measures and gun laws and what to do, in terms of emergencies. It really says something about the state of our culture. And I think it's also, when I think about where we progressed in society, where we used to be 
the primary drills at school were weather and storm drills and now they're active shooter drills and that plays into the psyche of a student in their mind when they're walking onto their school campus. We wanted to dig deeper into that concern. So we asked the question, at my school, the biggest concern is, is it addiction? Is it family? Is it school safety? Is it something other than that? Our main reason for these types of answers is that family has an impact on the school campus. If there's something going on in their family, it's going to be on their, their minds when they are walking through the hallways and sitting in class. We also looked at addiction mainly because it can be gripping on, on their psyche. And when they are addicted to something, it tends to occupy their minds way more than anything else. So those are the answers. And the, the top answer was school safety, 28%. That we are able to look at it and see that 28% of these students are going, my biggest concern at school is being safe. So what can we do to help students? So often in this conversation, we can feel like we are bystanders in what is playing out at schools across the nation. But there is something specific that you can do. So there's one action step we want to invite you to take right now. It's really simple is go to Facebook and search Claim Your Campus Advocates. Join that group. You'll find out more about what you and I can do specifically as adults in really simple ways that are practical to make a difference in schools in our community. The Thought Factory podcast is brought to you by Never the Same, whose vision is to see new generations transformed in Christ to further the kingdom of God. Learn more at neverthesame.org. So we're here in the bonus segment, and uh, what we've been talking about is some exciting details leading up to something happening on July 4th weekend, 2020. You know, in light of, of today's episode, uh, it's really interesting how uh, leading up to, to this event, which we've been planning for years, how that's kind of correlating and intersecting with what's happening on school campuses today. You know, last season, Jason, we did a, a really last minute impromptu interview and segment on school safety uh, with Josh Liggins, a teacher in the Parkland school system where that shooting happened um, on Valentine's Day earlier this year. And we hear about it all the time in the news. I've never seen anything like this as far as the school climate with what's happening with tragedies uh, across schools. Jeff, you mentioned at the end of this episode about Claim Your Campus advocates, the adult advocacy for how adults can get involved with uh, students in their, their school campus. Do you want to go further into what that looks like for an adult? And an adult advocate is, is part of this whole process of what we're doing to create an environment where student-led prayer can happen in every school in America. So adult advocates are really, really important to this process. As I mentioned earlier in the episode, that going to that Facebook group page is really an open door. It's a first step for people to join. Being an advocate really means connecting to a specific school that you know of that means something to you. It could be a school where you attended or where you know students go maybe from your youth ministry, or youth group, or your own children or grandchildren or whatever, whoever you might be there listening. Maybe you're a teacher or a coach at a school. But as you think about one specific school, we want to raise up advocates for every school. And those advocates, one of the things they will do down the road if they really get involved with this is not just praying and not just um, really connecting to a school, but it's it's helping them get mobilized to go to the Claim Your Campus 2020 event on July 4th weekend of 2020. So 
advocates play a really important role and also that students will not be able to register or go to Claim Your Campus 2020 unless they do have an advocate that has registered their school for the event. So it's not just a theoretical thing where adults are playing a role and, and, and praying, obviously, which is great and it's a first step, but it's actually we're going to be helping to coach adults that care about this school that they're connected to, that are an advocate for, to register that school and to take some action and to help get students excited and uh, to get them knowing about what's happening for Claim Your Campus 2020 so that they can come back and really see prayer and see God's love make a difference on that school campus. And even as a, an adult advocate, when you identify a school in your community and you have a heartbeat for that, for whatever reason, like you've mentioned, if you have a reason for being an advocate on that school campus, what it does is it also increases the temperature for you and prayer and going, there needs to be change in and you can be a part of that change. You can increase your your awareness of the students that are going to that school, but also praying for those students and the issues that they deal with. Because you can't physically be on school campus the, the amount of time that the students are there, but you can still do something and be a part of it. Every time I hear the news about some tragedy, and I, I talk to adults all over the country, they feel the same way I do. That When we hear this stuff, we think, we just feel so helpless. Like, what can I do? In light of what's happening, and we mentioned it in the episode, you know, what what do we do as we stand by and see this happening? But this is such a simple, practical way that every single one of us that are listening right now can do to become an advocate and someone that, that shows that they care and start praying for a school. 